I don't have a best friend. Instead, I have the best friends. I've never really been a fan of the idea of having one best friend because I think it leaves a lot of room for some odd feelings. Honestly, there's no one person I could really put on a pedestal over everyone else. But there's a few people who obviously stand out among the rest. It low-key annoys me when I see somebody call four different people their best friend, because best is singular, obviously. And I know it shouldn't bother me, but here we are. Welcome back to the Shatner Beat Podcast, Episode 8. I am Sean, and I wholeheartedly want to thank you for being here. This week, I feel like talking about friendship. Something that means the absolute world to me. I was blessed at birth with being delivered to a family that I love more than I could possibly compare, who loves me just as much. Through life, though, I was blessed so many times over with amazing friends, and I would like to dedicate this episode to sort of share with you some of those so important to me. I'd like to talk to you about some of them specifically, as well as just have a general, a general discussion about what friendship means to me. I would also like to go over some blurred lines that I see talked about every so often and just apply my two cents. One inspiration for this episode, as I made clear last week also, I'm somebody who values connection. Connections of all levels. They all mean something to me. But especially those deep layered connections that come with a strong... It just comes with strong vibes and soul synergy. The level of how much I value connections mixed with my own personal demons that I have struggled with in the past have conceived this episode. These demons being those little devils on your shoulder who try to convince you that you don't you don't mean as much to somebody as you feel you do. I'm sure a lot of you, if not all of you, know what I mean by that. You have friends, best friends even, and everything's good, as expected, but something will feel off or you may not talk for a bit. Like caulking, filling in gaps. These insecurities that we talked about last week will creep in and start whispering little lies to you. Now, it's worth mentioning that this is a big reason why you should consciously understand the health of your connections. For example, sometimes you get these cases where you have person one and person two. Person one's level of friendship with two is at an eight, while person two is maybe towards a four. I would say it's safe to assume that most of us have been on both ends of something like that. If we really look back on our lives, or maybe even currently, for some, that's the case. I'm strongly going to just say now that I don't encourage anybody to put their friends on some sort of value list. That is a very bad idea, and a big risk going down a one-way street to Ego Town. What I'm saying, though, is try and realize how your bonds may be perceived by the other. For instance, take time to notice how they are with you. It sounds simple, but to, to the overthinking, the anxious the depressed, it can be a very hard thing to gauge. How often do you talk? How long will you talk when you do? 
if you don't talk all the time, when you do talk, how long are those conversations? Is it always one who talks first, or is it pretty balanced? Is there a significant change in how you both react with each other, and if so, have they been dealing with something that may be pulling their attention away? If you don't know the answer to that last question, does, does that tell you something in itself? I want you to ask yourself questions like this. Do yourself a favor and take emotion out of it and approach it with a logical and statistical equation in order to understand what may be the case. I personally refuse to fall in line with the gross assumption that if you don't talk all the time that means that that there isn't a strong friendship there. Many years ago I went through a phase like a lot do, where I felt maybe I didn't mean much to anybody outside of my family. I thought keeping contact was the priority, so when I wouldn't get the same energy in return, I took it personally. Why am I always the one who messages first? Why does it seem like they're not thinking about me at all? They have those friends, what do they need me for? So I started to, I started to actively not message first not making extra effort. I basically took into practice the phrase why cross oceans for those who won't walk through puddles. This was part of the eventful phase and more important lessons of self-appreciation. Self-appreciation and value. My personal opinion is if you can't stand being by yourself then you're never going to find true peace. When your peace is so detrimentally dependent on another person, even if you're not consciously stressed, you're going to always have this underlying worry or anxiety at the possibility that they won't be there. Now again, it's just my opinion on the matter. If you disagree with me, I completely get it, but at least take what I said into account and consider the perspective I'm coming from. When I went through this trial and error, I discovered a lot. I eventually found peace within myself. I found the understanding of not keeping constant contact and that it's not as negative as I was projecting. I also found a healthier, a healthier way to appreciate and value my friendships based on core connection and not constant validation. The first person I like to share my appreciation for is my brother Wayne. He and I have known each other for over 25 years, since we were kids. Our dads have been friends for decades, so my sister and I have known him forever. Though I don't have a singular best friend, Wayne is one of the people who would be a contender for my best man one day. He's somebody who I honestly see as my brother, no blood needed. If I ever need somebody, he will drop whatever he needs to, to be there. He's been there at some of my lowest points. He's been with me to appointments at Children's before. We've worked together for years through different things. He also doubles as my mechanic, to which I pretty much owe him forever, with how much he's helped me out with my vehicles. It's such a mutual bond, too, because if he needs me, he knows I'm there. 
That bond is a ride or die type of bond, and I really hope he realizes how much he means to me. His family is like a second family to me because I've known them all my life. The reason I started off with Wayne here is because he and I don't talk every day. We've gone months without talking at points. Why? It's honestly really simple, and I really want to drive home this point. We each have lives. We all have things going on. I do, he does, you're listening right now, you do, your friends do. We all have lives, and sometimes life just takes course and we get busy. Now, of course, some will say, yeah, we both have lives, but we still make time to talk. That's wonderful. That would also insinuate that I don't talk to anybody for months, which isn't true. The idea that a good friend is somebody you need to talk to every day is an interesting concept. I understand the idea, however, I don't have a resume for my friendships. I don't put my friends on a schedule. I don't give my friends a quota. What matters to me is who I'm down for and who's down for me. If months go by, months go by. I'll hit them up. Hey brother, how are you? Good, how are you bro? We'll talk. Months go by, he'll hit me up. Hey bro, what's good brother? How's the family? We'll talk. If timing works out for both of us, we'll make plans. We'll have a bonfire, go to Bud's, maybe just drive around, get drunk and act stupid. It's never, oh now you want to talk, or oh look who it is. Because we have that bond, we know each other. He has a wife, four kids, he's a volunteer firefighter. He has a lot on his plate on his end, so sometimes life makes it difficult for things to work out. Also he has other friends, besides me. That's all just on his end, that's not taking into account my life and what I have going on. Part of loving somebody enough to be that close to friends means understanding that their life doesn't or shouldn't revolve around you. If it has to, that's not really a friendship. That's a, a dependency for self-sustainment. I'm not saying you can't have one best friend. I'm not saying that at all. I'll repeat what I said again. If your friendship has to involve you being their sole focus, then that's not a friendship. That's something else you may need help with. Now, I'm not telling you how to value your friends. One of the points of this podcast is to, is to showcase that there is not one way for anything. Not your way, not my way. If our ways are different, there's no one way for anything. I'm just sharing what I feel constitutes a solid bond, a true friendship, and what I appreciate in a person who I can count on and who I know can count on me. Speaking of Wayne, I, I want to get into a story real quick. He and I have a buddy named Franco. Great guy. Many great memories of us three, Brando, Brady, and others hanging out together. One night, Wayne and I showed up at Franco's house. And he invited a few other people as well. I knew who some of the others were, but we weren't in each other's circle. So I was cool with whatever, but we weren't really talking with each other. 
So one of the other guys um, in the other group says, so are we about to be drinking tonight? Something like that. And Franco said, no, we aren't drinking here. The plan was to just hang out. After he says that, the one dude gets on his phone and starts looking up places to go. They were basically like, okay, well, then we're going to go somewhere else. We can drink. Wayne and I are there, and we're all three looking at each other pretty much like, what's that about? They actually do leave and go somewhere, and so now it's just us. I honestly can't remember if Brando was there that time or not, because sometimes he'd be busy. But there was somebody else there that night, I'm sure. One or two others, if I remember right. It was just interesting to me, you know? Their priorities changed instantly when they found out it was dry. That, to me, is very telling. If I rock with you, I don't need to drink to do it. Would I like to drink? I mean, sure. Probably. I enjoy getting a little silly, you know? I don't have to, though. If I have to drink to be around somebody, I probably don't like them very much. Which is a dangerous game, because even if, even if I'm sober... If you ask me how I feel about you, I'll honestly tell you. Good, bad, or indifferent. If I'm drunk, though, there's a possibility you won't even have to ask me first. I'm usually a very happy drunk, though, so even if I tell somebody I don't like them, I'll probably point out things I do like about them so I'm not a total ass. What I'm getting at is I enjoy being with my friends. I want to be with my friends. I feel at peace when I'm with my friends. No stipulations are mandatory. The the only thing I can think about the like the only thing I can think of that even comes close is if I'm invited somewhere, I'll ask the big question that I'm sure many of you already know. Who's all gonna be there? I'm going to need to know who's going to be there. And if, if you lie to me just because you want me to come and know I'm not going to want to be there, you and I are going to have a conversation. <laughs> this leads me into another point I'd like, to I'd like to dive into. Before that, I'd like to talk about another person who means a lot to me. Well, two people, actually. And that's my two brothers, who are actually two brothers. That would be Cody and Chucky. I bring them up during this part of the episode because the way we met is rather funny. I was part of an organization in the community, and this organization had a program for younger members, 14 to 17 years old. I can't remember if I talked about this or not on here before, so if I have, I'm sorry for the repeat. Anyway. They came in with a current member at the time. Basically, I was judging the books by their covers. I thought they were shady, and just kind of wasn't sure about them. Getting to know them, it wasn't long at all before I started seeing them as the awesome people they are. They're two really great guys with strong personalities and big hearts. I was doing something called the Random Video Series. Very original, I know. I know. Well, I had maybe two 
two episodes put out before I had them in one of them. They became regulars on the videos because of how close we all became and how funny they were. To this day, we're still very close and are basically family. I'll be talking about other members of their actual family later on, too. Chucky is the oldest. He's actually wrestling professionally for an indie company around the area called Rise Wrestling. So if you're a professional wrestling fan in the southwest Pennsylvania area and enjoy live independent wrestling, be sure to check them out. Again, that's Rise Wrestling. He goes by the ring name Tad Jarvis. He just last week released some merch that we collabed on, so that's pretty exciting. He's also a veteran of the Army National Guard, and is just somebody I really am proud of. Cody's the middle child of their family. He's an amazing father and a strong, passionate person who really gives us all, who really gives his all when he's determined on something. He and I, interesting, co-hosted a podcast previously, along with two others who I'll mention later on as well, and it was fun. A weekly, hour or so live episode of the four of us speaking on topics and just conversing. I enjoyed it while it was going. We only made it to about 14 episodes. There was somewhat of an implosion, and it ended, but I do look back on it as something I had a lot of fun with. Cody and I went through a bit of a falling out at one point due to somebody being manipulative and toxic. We eventually patched things up though, which is what matters. Why well, I find a lot of sadness with people who easily burn bridges when they really don't have to. I'm not saying you never have to, but some people do that so easily and it's disheartening. As far as Cody and I, I'm just thankful we were able to reconnect. I'm proud of the men both these boys turned out to be. And I'm so glad they're in my life and that I'm in theirs. A large part of their family is like a second family to me also. So it's just special. Going back to where I mentioned a fallout. That's absolutely worth getting into. Not that specific situation, but just in general. I'd assume you listening to this have had your share of fallouts with somebody. Somebody you once talked to a lot, spent hours with, know very well. Suddenly, they become a stranger. Or maybe not so sudden. Perhaps there was a fade out, or maybe even some tension. I've had both. A range of my fallouts have been a variety pack. Natural fallout, just like losing touch. Outside manipulation, where somebody's other half either manipulates or demands them not to engage with certain friends or even all their friends or somebody's other friend does the same and causes rifts in their other connections I've also been in the wrong a few times and lost friends due to my own actions I know firsthand that mistakes can happen we can be in the wrong but we can learn from it when you don't learn from it that's the problem and you can't learn from it if you don't admit it. There's people I've hurt who I'd like a chance to reconnect with now, but they may not want that. So I've carried this sense of availability with me and 
openness to not recklessly burn bridges that I don't have to. Now I certainly do feel there's situations and individuals where it's a must. I'm not saying you should never. I'm just more of a last resort bridge burner. Sure, there's people I don't like. There's people I don't need in my life. There's people who just tossed my friendship out the window like it was nothing to them. That's very few, though. Honestly, maybe two at the most who I'd be opposed to engaging into another conversation with. And honestly, I'd probably even give them a chance. You do have to be wise about it, though. Gauge where your mental health is. Identify your level of control when it comes to connections and your ratio of rational thought and gullibility. The last thing I would ever do is tell somebody without shoes to walk through glass. But if you're prepared and that destination is worth walking, then if you're able, you should trust yourself. Understanding and patience are two valuable traits that Understanding and patience are two valuable traits to have as a person. Treasure them in both your self-value, as well as protecting them from those who may just be looking to score something rare. I want to get back to the whole who's all going to be there comment as well, and dive more into something that relates to that. But before I do, I want to go ahead and talk about somebody else right now. Keeping it in the family... There's also my beautiful friend, Court. Courtney is actually the youngest of three. She's the sister of Chucky and Cody, and I met her, of course, through them. She could fill an entire room with just her personality. She has on many occasions. She's also one of the most passionate and kind-hearted people I know. She's been one of my biggest supporters through this podcast. She encourages me. She hypes me up. And she really believes in me enough to try and get me to not put myself down so much. She'd reassure me when I took a hiatus from the podcast to focus on my health. Demanding that I not beat myself up over it. Reminding me that I need to take care of myself first. And it really means so much to me having her in my corner and in my life. I know she has my back and she knows I have hers. It's also worth mentioning she can detail a car like it's nobody's business absolutely wonderful person I've said many times how blessed I am one of those avenues is friendship and that's why I'm hoping that this episode brings a lot of light to that and helps me to give flowers to some wonderful people so getting into where I left off before that relates into the who's all going to be there comment this may be unpopular or it could be more popular than I think also just to point out I do try and see the good in people I do like to get along with as many people as I interact with in a perfect world we all would that's not always the case though It doesn't even have to be a place of dislike. Perhaps it's a matter of just not liking their energy. Maybe you don't like somebody's volume. Whatever the case may be, 
what I'm getting at is you're not obligated to like the friends of your friends. I don't have to like your best friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, wife, parents, family, anybody. I'm not saying I should get a pass for disrespecting any of those mentioned. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I don't have to like them. I don't have to like a single person just because you like them or even love them. It's not a malicious fact or a hateful fact. It's just a fact. The reason I make it a point to mention is because I've seen and heard backlash or debate against it. Some people believe, and you have the right to believe it just as much as I have the right to believe what I do. That if somebody is your friend, then they should support your decisions. This idea that you're not a friend if you don't like somebody they like. Or try to like somebody they like. You can give them reason after reason and they will try and play the guilt game and mold it into where it seems like you're making them choose. I will never give somebody an ultimatum to make somebody choose my friendship or somebody else's. I mean, maybe there would be an ex extreme situation. I'm not thinking about where something like that could happen, but I don't play the, if you're friends with them, you can't be friends with me game. That actually reminds me of a side story to get into real quick. I have actually done that before, but not purposefully. This is something that's stuck with me for a long time. I was probably like... I was probably like 10 or 11 when this happened. I had a friend named Jonathan. He was my neighbor. We always hung out and played together, and we were just typical childhood friends. Well... Jonathan was friends with a kid named Cody. And I didn't mind Cody. He was a nice kid. Maybe a little annoying, but he was a good kid. Well, long story short, it comes to a point where Jonathan just won't stop complaining and talking down on Cody. How he hates playing with him, how he's stupid, and this and that. The thing is, though, he kept hanging out with him. He kept playing with him. I'd ask him why he still plays with him if he doesn't like him, and he'd just make up excuses. So one day I got fed up with it. I didn't I didn't want to listen to him talking down and complaining about this kid one minute and then playing with him the next. So I told Jonathan I don't want to hang out with him anymore if he's going to keep hanging out with Cody. So, things go how they go, and he's crying to his mom one day, and she comes over and talks to my mom, and it turns into this whole thing. So, I'm getting in trouble because to my mom and his, I was basically being a little dick and making him choose between Cody and I, when in reality, it wasn't as simple as all that. Because I'm only like 11 or so, I couldn't, I couldn't properly explain myself or the situation, so I just ended up getting in trouble over it and was treated like I was being an asshole. I was just basically telling him, I don't want to hear him talking shit 
and then acting different the next day. That that always stuck with me because I was made to feel like I was being that way when I wasn't. Of course, from an adult point of view now, I can understand it. I can understand it to a degree because if I had a child and their little friend's parent came up to me and said that my child was making them choose between them and another friend, I'd be upset if that were the case too. Because of the life I've lived though, the way I developed, I would have handled it differently. You all know I love my mom. She's an incredible parent. She's an incredible person, and I don't blame her for handling it that way because I wasn't able to properly explain, so she couldn't just read my mind. These sort of experiences are how we learn. That's the important thing. That's what's important to take from them. I just didn't like the fake vibes I was getting with Jonathan, so I wanted away from it. That's all. That's all the past, though. We were all just kids. But it just always stuck with me. Again, another story I've never really told anybody that's found its way onto the podcast. That's not a bad thing, though. I actually appreciate that I can get these things out. I'm going to say it again, though, to get back on point. And I'm using my words and phrasing specifically. I don't have to like anybody that you like just because you like them. One example I can see is if perhaps two people I know and am friends with start to disrespect each other. All of a sudden, they no longer like one another, and whatever the beef was or is had nothing to do with me. I don't have to pick a side. I don't have to choose one or the other, unless something they did went against my values as a person. Now, if one of those two find it to be a problem with me rocking with both of them, then that bridge is on them. It also needs to be said that if one of these two start to try and destroy the other, talk down on them around me, you need to understand that I'm not going to rock with that. There's just values there for me. I don't have to like anybody you like, and I don't have to dislike anybody you dislike, just because it suits you. All the other gray areas with that discussion are based on why or why I don't deal with certain people for certain reasons. The point of this statement is the statement itself. I don't have to like somebody or dislike somebody just because you think I should. If I don't like your other half, I don't like them. I won't disrespect them to you. If I do unknowingly and it bothers you, I'll apologize for it. Sometimes I do get on a roll with my words and my words are faster than my lips. So if I do that, I'm man enough to own my faults. I won't try to ruin your your relationship. I'm going to just I'm going to let you do you unless I feel you're in a harmful situation. If you don't like my opinion, don't ask for it. If you're expecting me to just tell you what you want to hear, I'm going to question if you even know me. Why I feel these type of characteristics should be known. There's a lot of hurt feelings hidden among fake support. 
If you want real, here I am. If you want me to be fake, then I'm sorry. No, I'm not even sorry. I'm here if you need me, but make sure you want the truth when you talk to me and ask me a specific question. What? Most of my friends love my bluntness. I'm not insensitive. I won't go out of my way to say something you don't like. But like I said, if you ask me about something and want my actual answer, I will give it to you. Speaking of bluntness, the next person I'd like to mention right now is... Well, I mentioned her two weeks ago. She's who got me set up in my urologist's office. That would be my sister from another Mr. Nikki. Our bond is made of love and shin kicks. She and my sister were friends back in school, so I met her through my sister. Dark black hair, this mix between goth meets casual, and probably one of the most blunt people that I know. Like honestly, when we're out somewhere, sometimes I'll catch her in an interaction or observing something and she will, without hesitation, say something or make a face with absolutely zero shits given. One example would be, I think it was a party for my nephews a few years back. Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a party for them. Everybody was getting food, and one of my younger cousins was at the food table, and I'll just be honest, he was a little shithead. He said something like, I don't like those, I don't want those. And he wasn't like single digits, he was a lower end teenager, so he was just being ungrateful. And she pops off with, with his mother right there, who was also a very vocal person, she pops off with something like, maybe somebody should give him a helping of manners. I don't think his mom actually hurt her, but it was, it was just an example of one of the things I love about her. She just gives no shit about how people will react, she will tell you what she's thinking. And that's a quality I respect. She's just a really awesome woman with a personality that I wouldn't change for anything. I'm happy she's part of my life. I love the idea of friendship. Two souls walking around on earth and they find each other. They meet, they have a conversation or maybe just exchange a few words. They watch how the other reacts and notice what jokes they laugh at get an idea of what grabs their attention, how they act in social situations, or perhaps a relaxed environment. All these little traits and mannerisms, characteristics, bouncing off each other back and forth. Then at the end of the first initial connection, they subconsciously decide if they enjoyed it or not, and whether or not they want to have that experience again. It's one of the most beautiful forms of math that there is. Most times, people end our lives through situations completely out of our control. The interesting thing is when people are within the walls of our lives, but maybe out of reach. They leave those walls, but through life and the way it works, they find their way back in somehow. That being said, the next, one of, the next ones I'd like to talk about are two very special people to me people who I spend time with normally at least three times every week. That would be two of my best friends, Matt and Kelsey. I met Matt through Chucky, Cody, and Court. He's their cousin who's more like their third brother, honestly. He was always hanging around them, and so through just hanging out all together, we became friends. 
He and I really started getting closer through our love for professional wrestling. Between his cousins, wrestling, God, video games, and living in walking distance, we were always around each other, it seems. I got to be really cool with his family, his parents, his sisters, his brother. At one point, I was pretty much always at their house. We also share this love of dark humor, so we spent many times making his mom question why she'd even listen to us talk. His sister Steph and I had gotten close and found a nice friendship, bonding especially over how clumsy she is with cereal. I won't get into that story, but she'll know what I'm talking about if she listens to this. You're welcome. His family and I are... His family and I just meshed, though, and still very much do. Eventually, he started dating Kelsey, and I got to know her through him. The interesting about that, though, is... And I talked about this in my best man speech at their wedding. Is Kelsey and I were at one time in the same bubble just different age groups. Them and I are about seven years apart. Kelsey's dad and my dad go back a long time. They were both part of the same organization I mentioned earlier where I met Chucky and Cody. This organization would have Christmas banquets every year where members would bring their families. So Kelsey and I were both at those parties, but because of the age gap, we weren't too involved, and she's the oldest of her siblings, so there wouldn't have been an older sibling for me to really have gotten to know. That would have had me get to know her during those times. By the time I started to get old enough to where I was more involved with the organization, her dad had started to not be around as much. So in the spirit of friendship windows, it would seem like her and I's path crossing just wasn't likely to happen. As it turns out though, and the point I was making in my speech, is that the people in our lives who are supposed to be there will be there no matter what. Matt fell for her through school, and eventually started dating, and then because I was around Matt so much, I was around her a lot now too, and she was just easy to like. She wasn't obnoxious, she wasn't an anti-friend. She honestly just quickly became one of us. Fast forward to 2020, they got married, and now in 2022, they're going to have their first child. And the fact I got to watch these two love grow from just dating to now having their own little family is just something special that I can't put into the right words to do it justice. The friendship I have with them is just so many things. It's a sign of God blessing us with the right people, no matter what may not line up at first. And it was also a chance for me to witness an attraction, a formation of love, a commitment, an engagement, a wedding, and now a child later this year. And I've had the absolute pleasure of seeing all that, of witnessing that as it, as it went, as it grew. Because they allowed me along the ride as their friend, as their family. Them and the bond we all share just really means a lot to me. And I'm so thankful for them. Before I move on, I'd also like to mention somebody I met through Matt. And that would be Dom. Dom and Matt were basically like best friends in high school. 
they still pretty much are. Matt's a lot like me, in the sense that he doesn't really have one best friend. Fun fact, technically he didn't even have a best man. He had best men. However, based off me handing off the rings, giving the speech, and the DJ announcing it, I still own that title. That's mine. I claimed it. It was given to me by outside sources. Dom, Chucky, Cody, and our good friend Delishu and I were his groomsmen, though. Dom is somebody who is really not hard to like. He's naturally funny, he's got a good heart, and he does try his best to be there for those he cares about. I'm glad to call him my friend, and to be somebody he can come to if he needs to talk or anything. Things like that mean a lot to me. And people like that mean a lot to me. Also, before I move on, um, Matt and Dom are also the other two that were with me and Cody when we did the podcast. It was us four who did that. So that's, that's, that's memories that the four of us share. I previously, to divot into another lane here, I, uh, I previously worked in retail a few years back. And that's a topic I'd like to get into as well. The line between co-workers and friends. At my last job, well the job before last, I had both. There were of course some I didn't like, but thankfully that was a small percentage. There were some who I just saw as co-workers. I liked them, but I wouldn't really talk or see them outside of work. So many though, I really considered and still consider friends. I'm not going to get into the job itself, that's a whole other episode that I'll be doing down the line. But um, that's going to be a special episode too, I'll just say that. But I will just say, if the place was run right, I would have loved it there. The pay wasn't bad, the pay's great now, the job itself wasn't bad, but I love, I loved most of the people I worked with. I do understand where people are coming from. Sometimes when you make a job too personal, it can affect work environment. The idea that the idea is that if you become friends with coworkers, you're more likely to not focus on the job so much. My counter to that is that when I work when I would work with somebody I liked, I worked better. Another idea is if you become friends with a coworker and you do had a you have a falling out it can cause workplace hostility. My counter to that is that that's happened before and I didn't let it affect my work. Everybody knows the whole thing about coworkers dating being a bad idea. Again, my counter to that is I did that before. Granted, nothing ever became official, but I touched on some of that all the way back in episode one. My way of seeing it is pretty simple. Just be an adult. Just be an adult. Be mindful. Be aware. And be respectful and professional. There's nothing wrong with finding friends in the workplace. In my experience, it, it's what kept me there for so long. The place itself was toxic, poorly run, and a full-blown shit show. But the people helped me get through it, and I'm so thankful for them. There is no way in shop to drop hell 
that I would have lasted six years there without the people I worked with. One of those people is who I'm going to mention next. Kelsey is a friend of mine who I met through the job. Yes, I have two wonderful Kelseys in my life. When I started working there, she caught my eye immediately. She was just this gorgeous, cool-looking chick. Easygoing and just an all-around chill vibe about her. It's a funny story because we always worked in different areas, so I never really got to know her right away. One night, though, I'm walking in the back, the, the, uh, the back hallway, and she's walking the opposite way towards me. She was working in the freezer, so she had this big black coat on, kept, you know, to keep her warm. So she's walking towards me, and I say to her, we're maybe 30 feet away from each other. In hindsight, I should have waited till I was closer. <laughs> I say to her, though, looking pretty badass in that coat. She deadass stops right in her tracks, looks at me and says, did you just say I look like a fat ass in this coat? And then looked down at herself. I could have lit a fire with how hot my face got. I'm like, no, no, laughing my ass off. I said you look like a badass in that coat. And she laughs and says, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. And we, and we went about our business. And I felt like a top-tier jackass, but I made her laugh, and that pretty much started our friendship, and we ended up getting really close. We're still very good friends to this day. She is, hands down, one of my favorite people. As I've mentioned before on the podcast, the last three years have been some hard times. And I'm still in those hard times, like the... The hard time period for me has not stopped. It's still very much here, but um, there's, there's, of course, been lower times than others. And she's honestly helped me out more than I can say. I would be in some much harder times if it wasn't for how much she's helped me, and I can't wait for the day I can give that kind of support back to her and everyone else who's helped me and there's a lot of people I'm thankful for like there's a lot of people who has helped these last few years I mean like it, it's it's hard to really say because it's there, there's just been so much and I'm blessed with so many people who's helped there wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been possible what I'm trying to say it, it wouldn't have been possible for me to still be as above water as I am right now if it wasn't for the people in my life and I just can't wait for the day where things work out and I'm able to be there and be that for them if they ever need it and that day is going to come I truly believe it I'm going to actually talk about all that too in a future episode um I don't know how I'm going to go about it, but it's going to be it's going to be an episode about it's basically going to be my um I can't think of the word.
is basically going to be a testimony of mine. Because just the way that I've been blessed through the last few years, you nobody could convince me that it wasn't straight from God. Um, it, it just, the way things happened, the way things worked out, how they did, it's just, it, it, it just speaks for itself. And one, one day I'm going to have an episode dedicated to that testimony. And I can't wait to tell it, but I couldn't tell you when that episode is going to come out because it's going to be an episode I take a lot of time and work in to make sure I get across what I want to get across. But, yeah, I, I just look forward to the day where I can rain blessings on those who have kept me above water. Because they all very much deserve it. And everyone I've mentioned on this so far and after has taken part of those blessings. So, I'm just I'm just very thankful and I can't wait for the day when I can return them, them blessings to them and return just spoiling them just showing my gratitude to them and I very much will one day and even currently going back to Kels she's working right now on a ramp for my chop to help get him up and down the porch easier he he gets nervous whenever it's wet and rainy and sometimes it's a hard time getting up the steps so She's working on a ramp for him, and that means so much to my family and I. She's just an all-around good person, and somebody I'm so thankful to have. Just an absolute delight. I am... I'm so fascinated with how it all works, too. How people come to meet one another. How bonds form. How unlikely a friendship would seem on paper, be it due to age, distance, circumstance, but somehow they still find each other. It's honestly so incredible how things work out. Call it fate, destiny, or design. Especially with how advanced that technology has become. You can form bonds with people on the other side of the world. You can form bonds with people thousands of miles away. And speaking of thousands of miles away, that leads me into the next person that I can talk about. Last but far from least that I want to mention this week. I have so many more people I want to mention, so I see this having a second part down the road. There's so many people. I'd like to talk about my my incredible friend Bridget. I've known Bridget for about eight years now. We met on an online game and found this fun, spontaneous connection with each other. We live on opposite sides of the country, but we're so close you'd think we were neighbors. She's been somebody instrumental and valuable to a lot of my development and how I see some things in the world I do today. She's been a cheerleader to me, a coach, a muse, a beacon. I met her during an during a very important time in my young adult life. A time when I was struggling with a lot of emotional conflict within myself and she's helped clear the skies for me many times. 
She's one of the most selfless people I know. She works hard for those she loves, and she loves even harder. She has an amazing husband and an amazing family, and they really deserve so much because they're all pretty incredible people. I just am so thankful for the way technology has allowed us to explore the world so easily with, without even having to leave the house. It that granted me the ability to find one of the absolute that granted me the ability to find one of my absolute best friends and have that friendship for life as i mentioned she's helped me out with a lot of inner struggle but she also has she also but she she's also such a champion in overcoming her own as well She's a constant reminder to me what a strong will, respectable work ethic, and self-value can do for a person. And she's just an all-around inspiration and delight, so I am so grateful to have her in my life. So, that's ten people who I value so much in my life. Ten souls that touch me in a way that I can't even imagine this world without them being part of mine. I think it's really important that we as friends show each other every once in a while how much we mean to each other. Give each other their flowers while we can be here to enjoy them. That goes for friends, family, anybody you love and care for. If somebody means enough to you that they cross your mind randomly and make you smile, let them know you're thinking of them. When somebody knows they're thought of and considered, it can be a huge difference in how they deal with the days going forward. And I just love the idea of more people being transparent with how much others mean to them. Like, I wish I could talk about everyone this week, but it would take hours. So, I thought 10 was a good number for this one. I do think I'll end up doing a sequel episode for this one. I do think I'll end up doing a sequel episode for this one. This may end up being a series, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I see it happening, though, because there's so many more I'd love to mention and talk about. I purposely didn't include family on this one because I could do a whole episode on just them. But obviously my sister was really my first best friend. My cousins. So that's a whole thing in itself. This was meant for those people outside of my bloodline who managed to become such a part of me simply by the path that God led me on. And he certainly has blessed me more than I could ever give him enough praise for. I got to talk about Taj on episode 6 and share some of what a wonderful person he was as well, which is why I didn't talk about him this week. It's already well known for you all who have been listening every week how important he was to me, and still is. So he's definitely with me through this as well. Friendship is something I really do take seriously. I may not be the person who texts you every day, calls you, sees you. Sometimes I find it difficult just to get through the day. So I spend a lot of time sort of just in the quiet or zoning out. However, I am that guy who even if I'm having a bad day, if you need me, I'm here. 
if you tell me something that's just meant for us to hear, that's where it stays. I see it a lot where people talk about the bigger the circle, the thicker the friends. That sort of outlook is sad to me. Things like, I can't even name three friends, or I keep my circle small to avoid snakes. It hurts me when I think about people who truly do feel alone, or feel as if they can't make friends due to past traumas and toxic experiences. There's nothing wrong with having a small circle. There's nothing wrong with being a loner. But I hope you know, if you're listening to this, that it's okay to make a new friend. It's okay to trust somebody, and if it ends up being somebody who didn't deserve it, that's their loss. Use the bad times you may have had previously, and any bad examples you may come across in the future as fuel to better read others and keep yourself safer. I don't want to see anybody getting hurt, but I don't want to see anybody feeling feeling as if they can't reach out either. Be safe, but when you're ready, be open to something or somebody new if you want to be. Next week is episode 9, Gratitude and Consideration, where we get into just that. A little bit of both goes a long way. It bothers me so much to see people just completely unappreciative and taking others for granted just because oftentimes the people that they're taking for granted love them so selflessly, and to see it not returned how it should be is just disappointing so we'll be getting into that and then in two weeks we'll have our first casual friday on episode 10 it's going to be it's going to be the mic me some bullet points and you where i just talk to you guys about whatever i'll be letting you in on some ideas i have for the future of this podcast the store and beyond so i really hope you all join me for that And again, be sure to check out the link tree to find us wherever you need us. Follow the Facebook page to stay the most up-to-date and see the new designs coming out with each episode this month. There will be one out later today on the 21st to accompany this episode. Follow there. Subscribe on YouTube. Turn on notifications so you never miss anything. Follow, subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. And join me there to help grow, shatter, and breathe to where I believe it can be. It does a lot of good for me being able to come on here every week and get things off my mind and I really hope it can do a lot for you as well to maybe feel a little less alone or find a new perspective on things that maybe you weren't aware of before. It's not about teaching, it's about us learning together and I'm so glad to be able to do that with you. So I pray that the rest of your day is as wonderful as you are. This is the Shatter and Breathe Podcast, I am Sean and until next time, be safe, be thankful. And God bless.